0: Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Sourdough. My co-host, the one and only Man One, is on assignment. Boy, am I thrilled to tell you about today's guest, not just because he's a great friend, but because when it comes to dope culture in LA, Javi Lopez has his finger on the pulse of what's going on. Once a writer back in the day, Javi turned his passion for graffiti art into an exciting company that supports graffiti artists and dope MCs too. His ubiquitous Graffiti the City hats are a must-have for any legit OG graffiti writer and are even featured in the gift shop at the Museum of Graffiti in Miami. And his new record label features exciting young talented MCs. Javi is the consummate multi-hyphenate. He's an artist, producer, DJ, videographer, director, designer, entrepreneur, husband, father. <laughs> I could go on. I just love this guy. You've been a great friend of me over the years, and I know you're going to love his story too. But before I talk to Avi, I want to say thanks for tuning in to our 107th episode of the Not Real Art Podcast. Be sure to like this episode and subscribe. Your likes and follows helps ensure you won't miss new shows. And it makes the algorithm God's happy, which helps us. So thanks for that. March is International Women's Month, and we're going to celebrate in a big way. To help us celebrate and honor the power of women, we have asked artist and friend Aaron Yoshi to take over the podcast during the whole month of March. We're giving Aaron complete control of the podcast, and I know it's going to be awesome. Aaron's going to honor some amazing women in the arts and share some incredible stories with you. So heads up and stay tuned as we celebrate International Women's Month in March. With Aaron Yoshi as your fearless host here at the Narral Art Podcast. Now, like I was saying, if you're down with graffiti art, you gotta be down with today's guest, Javi Lopez, the founder of Graffiti the City. So without further ado, let's get into this and hear from the man himself. Javi Lopez, welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast. Yeah, yeah. What up, man? Dude, it's good to see you, brother. Likewise, brother.
2: Likewise.
0: Man, uh, you've made time for us uh, over here at the Not Real Art Podcast. How many podcast interviews have you done? Uh,
2: man, I don't remember. Maybe like two, maybe. I Actually, there's not really that many interviews on me. Like, I don't really have a lot of interviews out there. But I would probably see maybe like two, like one or two. Okay. Okay. So, uh, third time's a charm. We'll make this one count. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. They've all counted, but you know, it's just
0: like <laughs> this is a long time yes. ago. Indeed. Indeed. Are you listening to podcasts? I mean, I know you're
2: a busy man. Do you have time to listen to podcasts? Yeah. You know what? I listen to. Why well, I know. Uh, Be Real has his podcast, and I do DJing over there. So you know, I see them doing yeah, yeah. the podcast. It's on YouTube, and then they have the podcast. But I see them doing it. Shit's pretty funny. Joe Rogan, of course. You know course of course i hear it every once in a while what else and uh shit man and this yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go there you go well i mean
0: you know I, I meant what i said in terms of like you're a busy man i mean it's hard to find the time i mean you know on one hand you got a lot of going on on the other hand dude there are so many podcasts out there it's like
2: you know it's hard to keep up yeah yeah No, there is you know what i usually the YouTube, I always go on YouTube and I see podcasts also like they're on YouTube and then they, I guess they do both. So every once yeah. in a while, I'll run into something new, you know. But there's a couple out there. I've been searching for like, you know, like a good. That's what I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I'm always busy, so I don't really get. I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like maybe like at night when I'm done with everything, then right, I'll go right. and to shit, try to find something. But yeah, you know, I, I mean, sometimes I wish I could like while I'm working editing Mm -hmm. or something I could just turn on the podcast but then it's like I don't know it's just like I I need to have silence when I'm doing this well dude I mean as a music
0: producer I mean you're a lot of things music producer is one of them but you've always got something going on in your ears right like I mean always something happening in your ears it must be nice sometimes just to like unplug and just listen to some silence for a minute
2: yeah so it's pretty much yeah you're right it's like a lot of times, yeah, that silence. Before I used to be in the car, you know, but now there's nowhere to go. So it's like, I guess that would have been the time when you would listen to like a podcast or something like that, you know? Yeah, like, right. Talk you know, like radio or whatever. like, Because I don't really listen yeah. to a lot of music in the car. Like I mostly listen to just, what is it, uh, 97.1 or what, what station is that? I, I don't know what I listen to, but I listen to, you know, a lot of talk radio. Like I got to get away from the music, you know, sometimes and just like, right. so I just don't listen to anything. It's just, but like I said, I don't even go nowhere anymore. So it's like, well, I hear you, man. I
0: mean, it's like we're trapped. I mean, 2020 has us like trapped and it's been like a crazy year. I mean, under normal circumstances, right? I mean, you and I would, we would have been hanging in uh, Miami at our Basel. We would have been hanging at uh, Decon designer con in Anaheim. Like none yeah. of that shit was happening this year. And boy, do we have some catching up to do, don't we? But so, For you as an artist, as a producer, as an entrepreneur, I mean, 2020 obviously threw a ton of challenges at you, say nothing of being a family man, a husband, all that good stuff. I mean, like, how have you been dealing with the year that we call 2020?
2: Well, pretty much just staying busy, like try to be more busy, like step it up a little more. That's kind of like my whole thing's been like, kind of like, okay, well, you know, you got to kind of make up for whatever else you're not doing well shit man you better like put that energy that would have went into that and just add it on stack it onto to whatever else you're doing you know shit man I think the biggest the crazy thing I think the whole thing I mean of course the whole you know COVID thing but I think the craziest thing is having your kid at helping them with the whole school thing that kind of like threw me off like crazy like I was like I was like what like, I'm back in school, man. Like, you know, like, I think that's probably been the biggest thing there, you know? Like, kind of like, whoa, like, huh? everything else was cool, but that, like, man, I was like, shit, man. It's kind of like a little stressful, man. I don't know. For me, it was like, you know, or it is you know? Like- dude, I have listened, brother. I,
0: I hear you, and I, I relate, because I tell you what, I didn't realize how much shit I'd forgotten
2: <laughs> until I started trying to, trying yeah, to help right? my kid, you know? And by the way, she's in third grade. Yeah, it was, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, my daughter's in third grade too, man. And third grade is a hard grade, man. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, like it's a hard grade, man. Like, but shit. Because you figure it's like, you have kindergarten, first grade, then second grade is like kind of review. Third grade is like, bam. Fourth grade is yeah. review. Like, bam. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, bro, like, I was like, I found myself like. I was like, dude, like I had to call my girl like, hey, man, like there's this problem. I don't understand what the hell they're saying. Like, to be honest, (laughs) that's been my challenge right there. And, you know, of course, my parents and, you know, the whole COVID thing, it's like you kind of think about who you could be around and, and that whole thing. But it's like, besides all that, man, I figured, man, just grind, grind even harder because As soon as this machine turns back on, bro, it's like, you gotta be right there, man. Like, you know, if you wanna be in the game, it's like, you kinda gotta be ready, you know? It's like, right now, for anybody that's an artist or just trying to do any kind of work or whatever, you know, whatever passion you have, it's like, right now is the time to really, really get on that shit, man. Because if you come out of this with nothing to show, like, what did you, you know? It's like, you just sat at home watching TV, like, and watching, you know, The Panic and all that shit. Like, fuck that. Am I allowed to cuss? Oh, shit. Yeah, oh fuck,
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck no. Fuck no, you're not allowed to cuss. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? Because, I mean, the, the reality is, if you're not taking advantage of this found time, is, you know, yes, it's forced on us, and yes, it sucks and all that stuff, but, like, if you're, as an artist, if you're not figuring out how to be productive during this found time, then you've just made a bad situation even worse because, you know, you, it was kind of the gift of time on a certain level because like, I don't know about you, but I mean, suddenly, like, I mean, I had to cancel a lot of shit. I had a lot of shit I couldn't do, but then I realized like I had all the shit piled up that I could get to finally, you know what I mean? It was like, Oh, some of those things I put on the back burner, I now could move to the front burner and kind of clear the decks,
2: you know? Yeah, no, definitely. That's for sure, man. Like, yeah, but you know, it's like we're living in a different time and I think it's it's like man you just got to just do it man like I don't know like ever since I started when I really started my brand and everything I just decided man like you know I can't waste any more time man I've already wasted a lot of time in my life you know back in the day fucking around or doing whatever and it's just like man you know it's like we're not going to live 200 years so you you better do your shit you know because I just don't want to be one of those persons that has a lot of excuses and shit like it just blame shit on shit and Like this, you know, just do the work, man. That's what I always say. Just do the fucking work because it's just like, you got to do it now, you know? And this whole shit that's going on now is like, it's not an excuse, man. Like, you know, it's like you're at home. I mean, you know, whatever you're doing, man, shit. I mean, just kill it, man. If you own a fucking taco stand or whatever, bro, like shit, you know, go out there, sling your tacos, make your money, like do your thing, man. Like, you know, it's like right now, it almost seems like, we're living in that area where you have to like really be savvy with in some kind of business fucking way, you know, just to make it happen, you know, like put some food on, on the table for your family or whatever, you know? Like,
0: yeah, man. I no, I agree. I mean, it's listen, I'll give people a break for like the first month or two as like in March and April, when all this shit was going down, we were all trying to figure out what it meant, what it was, what's up. So I can understand like back March and April, maybe people were caught a little flat footed or whatever. And it's like, oh shit, you know, is this going to be five minutes? Is this going to be five months? Like, what is this going to be? But okay. Beyond that, it's like, you know what? You can't sit on your hands. You can't cry over shit. You can't change you. You just got to, you got to check the things that you can check, which is your attitude and your output, you know, as an artist, especially, because I mean, you have the tools to make stuff, if you're an accountant and you can't go in the office, okay, fine. I get that. Or if you're a bartender, shout out to the bartenders out here who got fucked. As an artist, take a few days, a couple weeks to kind of get situated. But then after that, like turn that frustration, turn that negative energy into positive energy.
2: Yeah, no, for real, you're right, man. Like you got to control that shit or else that shit's going to control you. And that's no good, you know. In the beginning, it was crazy because it's like now that I think back, It's like all the looting and all the protests, that was crazy shit, man. Like, I was like, whoa, like, okay, like, you know, I mean, we were here for the riots back in the 90s and stuff, but this time it was, I guess it's always gonna be different, but for sure, I seen some new shit that I was just like, damn, like, but then again, though, it's like I wasn't surprised. It's like, but it is different from the beginning because nobody knew what was going on, nobody was informed about this whole thing. And I guess, you know, like, as time went on, we kind of understand what's going on, but then I guess we're still dark a little. I guess, but then we know a little bit, like ah, um, yeah, we know a little more, not a whole
0: lot, but not yeah. you know, but a little more. And it's like, listen, I never, I don't care who's in the office, I was never going to trust a politician to tell me the truth. I don't care if it's Trump or whoever. Like, I mean, I think certain pol, you know, like Obama, who I voted for twice, I know that I believe that he would have been way more straight up. Than Trump was, but at the same time, I mean, I feel for any politician who's trying to deal with this because people panic easily, you know people are freaking out you don't know what it is, you don't know what you can touch, what you can't touch, who you can see, who you can't see, and right, so it, it, was crazy, was crazy. it was
2: crazy that's I think that's the craziest shit, man, because you would go into the stores or and everybody's looking at each other, you know, like everybody has their mask, and everybody's like looking at each other and. Or what about in the beginning when nobody was wearing masks? Like, that was crazy because I remember I was in a market and this dude was just like next to me, like blabbing and talking, like just crazy. And I was like, dude, like this guy is too close to me. Like I was just like, right like you know it's just anxiety it was too
0: close to you in normal times let alone yes. in a uh, pandemic <laughs> yeah. like dude, you know like, step the fuck back dude yeah like <laughs> you, know? you
2: know what dude? like i don't care about the stuff that's going on but you're yeah in normal times you're like way too close bro like in you know we're, to the point where i would have pipe pushed you or something but right but right. yeah no nah. but yeah the whole thing is pretty much just stay productive man during this whole thing man and me as I got my hands in different things. You know, I just, I figured, man, you better go and do the work because um, you got to try to stay ahead of the game, you know, or whatever, you know. And, and that way, when this starts back up, because, man, if you really think about it, before this COVID shit, man, everybody was on a schedule, man. Like, the schedule was tight for everybody. You go to work, yeah, man. work. Go home, boom, boom, boom. Everybody had a schedule. Like, everybody was running tight. Now, you're out there on the street. Motherfuckers don't even know how to drive. I mean, they're, like, just, like, wandering in the lanes and shit. Like, if they're drunk, like, what the fuck? Like, like everything's loose now. Like, everybody's, like, loose. Like, everything, like, you know, everything was running tight, and now everything's, like, just wiggly, like, shit's falling apart now. It's like,
0: by the <laughs> way, by the way, by the way, Javi, that was me in the car. What was swerving all over. I am just telling you. <laughs> I may have been under the influence. I don't
2: know. Yeah, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people just swerving. I'm like, dude, this is people busting U-turns, fucking who knows where, like, and just doing just way off shit. I'm just like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, it's like fucked up. Like, you know, it's like, because we were running so tight, you know, the city was so tight that, now you could see all that shit. It's like there's no, not a lot of traffic, but people just driving weird and just people just crossing the street weird and just weird, you know. I definitely think that we're heading for some weird times. I don't know what's going to happen, but all we could do is just stay positive and just keep smashing, you know. and That's, that's it, brother. That's it. I'm Talking, you know,
0: in terms of staying positive and smashing, man, you have been smashing. I mean, obviously I track you on social And, I mean, there's so many things I want to ask you about, talk to you about. But, I mean, let's start with something that's hot, something that I know you've been working your ass off on. I mean, tell me about Dahlia Coronado,
2: man. I mean, you guys Uh, have been killing it. Right. Yeah. Dahlia Coronado. Well, pretty much what happened was, well, because see, my background is music. So I come from the whole music, DJing. So that's pretty much my background went into producing and everything, so but that's in the beginning. But back to Dalia Coronado, I'm getting off track. But um so anyways, I have a clothing brand, Graffiti the City. So I decided to make a label, Graffiti the City Records. So now I was able to sign an artist. So I signed Dalia Coronado to Graffiti the City Records. She's my first artist. And uh man, she's just she's working really, really hard and It's funny because she was there in my backyard the whole time in the Mar Vista Gardens and the projects, you know, it's like, and we're from the same neighborhood. And, and, you know, it's like, I know her dad and her mom. It's like, so it's, it's a trip. It was just, it was a trip, the whole thing. She's really talented, man. You know, she's doing her thing. I mean, we understand each other. We have, we vibe out. We have a good relationship, you know, that, which is really important, you know, because if you don't, if you can't vibe, you know, together, it's like it's not going to happen, you know? So thank right, God. i right. got to have that chemistry. Right. And uh, the beginning of 2020, I locked it down. I locked down the deal with her and it was crazy because it was in the before, like it was right before all the shit started happening. Like, so the whole COVID thing. So we started working in February. We released our first song and video on, in February. And then after that, we just kept hitting them with videos every month where i think we missed probably like two months but we pretty much released a video just about every month as a matter of fact we have a new release this week december 18th and that's a new song with the new visual and everything pretty much man dale coronado man she's just a dope female mc man like she's dope i think she's really she's gonna do some big things man in in, in the future it's like She's consistent. She pretty much she came and she's we're just feeding off of each other, good energy and and just positive vibes and and everything and trying to take it to the next level. And her as a female, you know, representing that whole thing, and not only just repping for the females, but she's a female. She's a hip hop artist. She's an MC. So overall, guys and a female, you know, it's just she's an overall MC, just like straight up, busting lyrics and. She's really talented, man. shes I'm really glad that I found her. And, I mean, the best thing, she works hard, she's consistent, and I think the icing on the cake is that we're from the same neighborhood. So, you know, music, its we relate to a lot of music. If you grew up in the same neighborhood, her dad probably listened to the same shit I listened to. As a youngster, like, she would hear that same kind of music.
0: You guys share the same source code, right? I mean, like, those musical influences.
2: Right. It's rooted, you know, we're rooted. We're like somehow rooted into the same shit. You know, it's like so so it's like I definitely feel a good connection and we're just gonna keep smashing, man. Like keep smashing, putting out singles. Maybe twenty twenty one we'll probably drop maybe an EP or an album or something. And that's all intertwined with the graffiti of the city with the brand, so it's it's a full circle. And then I also have uh Rama, a guy uh MC a good friend of mine's name is Rama. And he has some stuff coming out too. And he's really dope. And he's also on the Graffiti the City records label. And man, I've been knowing him for a while. He's really dope. He has some pretty cool conscious yeah. stuff. And you know what's crazy is that did you see my video? My then this is a whole other thing that I'm working on is so Graffiti the City. So I have my own Vivo channel. So you could go Graffiti the City, Vivo. So I, I released this thing called uh Windwood Love. So it's a song. This is crazy. Let me see. How do I explain this shit? Because this is kind of different. So what I'm doing is, um, fuck, it's so new that I just don't even know how to even explain it. Anyways, well, let me see. Okay, so it's music. It's like instrumental, like funk, synth, music, visuals, like from Miami, from Art Week in Miami and stuff like that. So, you know, I called it Whitwood Love. So, you know, I figured since I wasn't going out there this year... I was like, fuck that. You know what? I'm going to release something cool, you know? So I, I figured I turned Graffiti the City into like an, it's, if you look up Graffiti the City, it's like an artist, like, like an actual person, but it's not. It's really just, it's me, funk, synth stuff there's going to be a lot of different things going on with that whole lane. It's really, really new. As you can tell, I don't even know what, what, no, what dude, I love
0: it, man. I mean, you know, like well, I'm going to check it out. I'm sorry. I missed that. It sounds awesome. But I mean, cause I know you do get a lot of love in Miami and Wynwood. I mean, people rock the graffiti, the city hats, and obviously you've got your crew down there and so on and so forth. I look forward to checking that out for sure. But I mean, like, that's the thing, man. I mean, it's like, you are so prolific and productive Every time we get together, man, you know, you're telling me about something new or something fresh or something interesting. And it's one of the things I've always appreciated about you because you, you know, you may not know this, but you've inspired me because it's just like you are always on it. It's like always something happening with you. And then when I realized that you were signing artists, because, I mean, I knew about your DJ roots and your, you know, you were in the studio doing production and stuff. But I didn't necessarily know that you were signing artists. And forgive my uh, gringo dialect, but uh, Dahlia I mean, she when I when she came out, man, I was just like, whoa, like, how did you find her? What's the story? I mean, the thing that blew me away about her was her confidence. I mean, because she really comes across as, you know, believing in herself, believing
2: oh, yeah. in her her rhymes. It's beautiful. Well, you know? what's great. What's crazy. You know how I met her. This is crazy. So, you know, I was doing Uber, right? I don't know if I had told oh, you me. I was doing Uber driving. So that's a whole nother um,
0: podcast, by the way. I'm sure you have lots of stories. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: what happened was I'm driving, you know, hustling, doing my thing. So I get this call and it's in the Mar Vista Gardens housing projects, you know, so I got to go in there and pick somebody up. So it's her, Dahlia, you know? So she gets mm-hmm. in the car with her sister and I start talking to her. But before that, I seen somebody I knew and they were like, hey, you know, yeah, you know, that's Dahlia, She DJs and she raps and stuff. like." oh, really? I go, all right, cool. I'm going to talk to her, you know, whatever. So I started chopping it up with her and she was like, yeah, I'm, I DJ and I scratch and I do this. I break dance. And I was like, so she told me who she was, re- you know, who her dad was. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I know, I know your dad, whatever. And I looked her up. I kept my eye on her. I was like, man, you know what? Maybe she could be something, you know, maybe somebody that I could mold. So then I checked her, uh, I think I checked her IG and I see she was having a kid. So I was like, oh shit. Okay, well maybe after she has her kid, I'll wait a little while. So I waited, you yeah, know. And not maybe not like, yeah, maybe like about a year later, I looked into her again and I hit her up. Hey man, you interested? Come down to the studio, let's chop it up. And her and her fiance came and we chopped it up and shit, man. It, everything was good. They agreed with everything and we got going. But before all that, I wasn't too sure about myself. So in that whole year that I was waiting, like figuring out if I was going to hit somebody up, I had to make sure that I was ready, you know, to take the responsibilities as yeah. a record label or, or executive or whatever. If I Am I ready to play that role? So that's a, sure. and that's a big responsibility because I know how it feels to get fucked. You know, you count on somebody and then they leave you hanging you know it's like that's fucked up and that's not what i wanted to do with whoever i was gonna work with and like i said you know this whole time i was looking for somebody to sign and there it is i pick her up i'm driving uber and i pick her up and there it is so fuck it i guess meant to happen right funny shit
0: hey man you were driving uber for a reason (laughs) and this is one of them like i mean that's a beautiful thing right
2: Uh, add that to my resume (laughs) hey
0: man hey You know what? It's called research. It's called recon. You're out there doing recon, looking for talent. Yeah, man. I mean, no, she seems like she's got a lot of promise, a lot of potential. And she's lucky to have you, dude. I mean, like, I and that's one of the reasons I love you. It's like the fact that you were so cautious, like a lot of hustlers out there, whatever, would have just been like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll hook you up, sign up. We'll do this, do that. You know, but I mean, you were so you're such a good dude that you really did some soul searching to make sure you are even ready for that responsibility. Cause that's what it is. It's a responsibility.
2: Right. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's been something that I've been wanting to do that was in the making for a while. My good friend, man, Edward Rios, AKA E-Dub, he has his own label and stuff. And I've been working with him for a long time, you know, like, and he's a real good friend of mine and he's kind of like, Hey man, like, you know, you gotta do your thing. Like you have, what it takes to take it to the next level you know and he actually you know by him saying that a few times I was like fuck you know what he's right like it's like I got tons of music I have catalogs of music beats and they're just sitting there you know it's just like so yeah I was like shit man like I have to do this like you know I have to like start something like a whole new shit but since I had the brand, the Graffiti of the City shit, so I was like, man, you know what? I was going to make a music department out of that. So let's see what happens, you know, and take this shit to the next level, hopefully, and just work hard. Well, yeah, for sure. And speaking of working hard, I mean, you're
0: putting out videos with all these songs. Like, you know, it's incredible that you're dropping videos when you're dropping the songs. I mean, talk to me about your approach to video production. I mean, who are you working with? How are you doing this? I mean, that's a lot of extra stress on the system, a lot more
2: deadlines, a lot more money. How are you managing that? Well, I mean, that's a whole other thing too, because um, I'm pretty much directing and editing and shooting all the videos myself. So it's a lot of work, but you know what? My friend, Edward Rios, I mean, he pretty much showed me some editing software a while back, And the the software was just like we would record, you know, in the studio, like audio software. So I was like, shit, it's almost like the same way, the same way you chop things and you edit. So I was like pretty quick to catch on. And then I started finding a passion for editing and it got to the point where I just started, uh, started shooting my own stuff. So what had happened was I had hooked up with my friend Clever, he's a photographer, and he was doing photo shoots for my brand, for Graffiti the City, and I was going along with him, and I had a video camera, and I was recording all the footage that he, when he was shooting, I was recording the video, so I got all that footage one day, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start making videos and fucking little commercials for my brand and stuff, and it worked. I was like, oh shit. Like So from there, I just start. I was hooked into the whole editing and video and stuff, so... Now it's kind of like another, a whole nother, you know, passion that I have. It's like just editing stuff and the visuals, man. It's like, you know, I I like movies, you know, I, I really like movies. So I try to kind of like, just like, shit, man. Like, I think I have a vision for what something should look like. If I want something to look like something, I think I have the vision to pull it off. So now I feel more confident about what I'm doing because before it was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I think just directing now it's like the whole nother, because now I'm actually like directing like the music video. So you got to like, but everything's, I mean, you know, what? <laughs> like nothing's really planned, man. Like sometimes we just show up and we just go, let's shoot. Like maybe we just get a location and we just start shooting and it's all in the editing, you know, like just, you know how it is. I mean, well, just- it's all on the starting.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I know so many people, myself included, are so guilty of, like, trying to wait till everything is just right, or you got a plan, you got a plot, you got a scheme, you got to, like, put everything into place, you got to, you know, and the reality is, no, you sometimes you just got to fucking start,
2: yes. you know, because yeah. a lot
0: of times people are just procrastinating. They're maybe a little afraid, yeah. or they're insecure, they're like, and so they're procrastinating, and sometimes, you know what, you just got to go, you just got to jump, you just got to experiment, because you're going to learn, you're going to grow,
2: and not be afraid. Yes, that's, yeah, you you said that, that's the truth, because, you know, I think the mind of an artist is, I mean, we're all fucking crazy, you know, it's like, everybody's different, but everybody has their own crazy, but I think something that an artist's worst enemy is overthinking shit, because that shit will fuck you up, that will hold you back for years, and like, you look at something, you're like, nah, it's not ready, you know, maybe I want to do this, well, you know what, man? It's like that era. I think that that, I mean, how much better are you going to get? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you might as well just fucking just put shit out because you know what? All these youngsters, they ain't thinking twice. They're just blasting. They're fucking hitting you with shit. They don't give a shit. And then next thing you know, their peace fucking sells or whatever. It's like, and they got that opportunity because they were not scared. That they, they didn't hold back. They're just like, fuck it. Let's just go. Like, So that's kind of like, I learned a lot from a lot of these younger guys. It's like, you know what? Like, I mean, think about it. It's like, I put myself in their shoes. It's like, they're just having fun, man. Like, you know, it's like, that's pretty much it, man. Just have fun and fucking put shit out, man. Like, you know, it's like, I think a lot of people forget about that. And that's, you know, a lot of people aren't having fun anymore. It's like, it turns into some other shit, like some serious crazy shit in your mind. And it's like, <laughs> I think that everybody just needs to just put out their shit, man, put out their art. And it's like if you don't want to put it out, well then don't put it out and keep it to yourself. But but then stop bitching about it. Yes. You know exactly. what I mean?
0: Like you yes. can't have it both ways. You can't be bitching about not being discovered or bitching about being frustrated and yet you're sitting on a bunch of stuff that you've done and you haven't shared it with anybody. Like you can't have it both ways.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. One thing that I learned a long time ago is like when I used to make music I found myself, and this was a long time ago, it's like I found myself talking to people about music and I was like, yeah, man, you know what? I got this dope-ass fucking shit. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it like this. They'd be like, okay, well, where is it? And I'd be like, fuck, you know what? You're right. Like, why the fuck am I even talking about it if I don't have it in my hand to show you or whatever? So it's like that used to be something that I got out of real quick that whole shit talking about shit and it's like you don't have shit to show because then right. it's like you know and then you see the same person later on and you're like hey dude i got this one shit like dude you already told me this like what the fuck like where is it at <laughs> like you know then they start thinking you're fucking crazy you're like man this guy's he would be slacking or whatever like so that's what i was like man i need to stay away from that i need to you need to show your work because talking about it isn't gonna they ain't going to believe you, you know, the people aren't going to believe in in your shit, you know? It's like- well, and I also feel
0: like we're sort of living in a time. I mean, I'm older than you, but I mean, we've come from an era, I think together where it was things were maybe the expectation it was that things were supposed to be super polished and super pro and super this, super that. And because of the digital revolution, basically, you know, the tools were democratized and put into the hands of the people And so a lot of the gatekeepers were gone and so on and so forth. But the point is, is that like people didn't hesitate. There's like a whole legion of people out there that don't give a fuck. They're just creating and putting it out there. And it's that it's almost like the rawness is an aesthetic now that people actually totally respect and dig. It's like, it doesn't have to be polished. It can be a diamond in the rough.
2: Right. It's crazy because um I just think about this. It's like, okay, like think about, okay, like back in the day, like, it's crazy because everything's real time now. It's like all the youngsters, they're fucking like, dude, they're like in the best fucking position because like you said, you know, you got to polish. Everything was like different back in the day. You had to make sure it was right because the people before us were on some whole other shit too. Like they were like, so like it went from generation to generation, but a lot of these kids, they get a lot of people criticize their shit because, Oh, you know what? Like, me as an older person it's like a lot of people in my age bracket they criticize all these kids because oh man that shit's fucking whack or you know whatever this is and that and but then again though you can't fucking hate on these fucking kids because you know what if we were in that position and we had the internet and all that all of our early whackness shit would have been out there and it would have been whacked, and then people would have been like oh that shit's whack They have the upper hand to put the shit that they're barely working on and they can have the whole world see it. It's like the whole world could see, witness their shit barely beginning. So imagine like putting me when I was beginning and I was like, oh shit, I'm just going to upload this shit up right now and the shit's whack as fuck. So it's kind of like the same thing, you know? It's like, so that's why I understand it. Like, I understand all these kids doing their shit and I, I respect it, man. Like, because if I was in their shoes, I'd be doing the same shit. I'd be like, fuck that. Here, Check out this video or whatever. Like, But I think what's fucked up is that there's a lot of wrong shit going on too. You know what I mean? Like some fucking knucklehead shit. Like some fucking dumb shit. <laughs>
0: You hit on several important points there. I mean, it's like the fact that the older generation would hate on the younger generation. I mean, that's classic, right? Like my parents hated on me, their parents hated on them. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. like, it's like shit happens like that, right? But because of course, the older generation never thinks the younger generation knows anything or knows what's up or whatever. But the difference that you're kind of getting to, one of the points you're making here is the fact that the, because the tools have been democratized now- a 15 16 year old kid in high school can become a multimillionaire because I, they can start a business online or something you know an artist can literally create a song in their bedroom on their laptop put it on SoundCloud or TikTok for that matter and all of a sudden they're overnight sensation you know or it catches fire like that's incredible that's a you know yes it it has its downfalls and there it's not perfect but it's also on at the end of the day a super positive powerful development
2: for artists that's the cool shit about the whole internet shit and everything and um, you know some people will say oh this is killing the art or whatever but it's different times man and you know what you got to get with the times i think you know it's like the youth will always win bro like i mean that's the way i kind of look at it but don't fuck with the ogs though because you know (laughs) well listen i mean i think we're both right i mean the younger
0: generation needs to know their history. They do. They need yeah. to know their history. They need to know the the OGs. They need to know where the shit comes from. I really believe that. It's going to make their art better at the end of the day. Right. But that doesn't mean what they're doing, if they don't have that history or whatever, or if they have a bad attitude about it or whatever, that doesn't necessarily make their artwork invalid or or not good. Right. I mean, if it's good, it's good. I mean, people like it. And, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I mean, there's a lot of Popular shit out there that I hate, but majority of the people don't have. They have different tastes, and different interests, and different. Right. And so, you know, who am I to judge? But at the end of the day, it is I think important to know the rules and when the history. But it's also uh, I think a lot of these older artists, quite frankly, they're fucking jealous because they're old. You know? Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like right. they, they want
2: to be young again too, young and sexy again too, and they're not. Right. And instead of embracing and learning, like. You know, right away, it's like, I call it, it's a bitter OG disease. That's what it is. (laughs) Like, you know, you're just like a bitter OG. Like, you know, it's like, fuck, man. Like, I don't want to be a bitter OG, man. I want to show love to everybody and respect everybody. And it's like, but yeah, you're right, though. They do have to, you know, learn the history, learn the shit, because you know what? In music, I've noticed a lot of these kids, they take off and then they ask them to perform. And then they can't perform because they're blowing up so hard and so fast that they never took the time to like, holy shit, now I got to perform in front of all these people. So some of these kids are going from their bedroom to fucking a fucking big stage or a big festival or who knows, you know? So that's kind of crazy. That's a whole crazy shit like about, you know, like that's where the development kind of like comes in, you know? It's like, and that's what I'm doing with Dahlia. She's still in development. Like she's still... And development yeah, totally, and fresh, right? But she Diamond knows, in the rough. Diamond in the rough. That's what I call her. Yeah. She knows what's going on. She knows she's she has a good head on her shoulders, man. And I believe in her. And I believe she believes in me, too. So, you know, it's like, so the thing with her is it's really dope. But well, that's what I'm saying. It's like with her, it's like, I'm going to make sure she's going to fucking rock the mic. And she's going to kill it. You know, it's like, because it has to be tight. Because that's a representation of both of us. And if something's out of whack, it's both of us. But mainly me, because I'm the older guy. The shit should be right. It's like so, You're the boss, yeah. man. And you better not fuck <laughs> yeah. it up if you're the boss. <laughs> yeah, right? Or i going would be like, damn, what the fuck you doing over there? Like, but for now, I mean, we're just smashing on that whole ship. But I'm glad that you've seen that because I didn't even know I mean, I don't even really know who's looking at what. I mean, there's a lot of people tuned into her stuff and she doesn't have like fucking like a hundred thousand followers or nothing like that, but you know what though, man? It's like, at this point, bro, like, I don't think numbers even fucking matter, man. Like numbers don't really matter. I mean, they do matter. But as far as like that whole, like you new, people think that you should have this many followers and all this stuff. I don't think that if the talent's there, man, like followers, I mean, they'll catch up later on, you know? And Yeah. Well, that's,
0: get, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, in terms of because I've bumped into this over the years too. It's like people that don't know any better or that don't want to fucking think or lazy, they want shortcuts, right? They want to figure out a way to kind of take it easy on themselves a little bit. And the point is I'm getting at is like, they want to look at a Instagram following and say like, Oh, okay. They got a hundred thousand followers. They must be good. Right. Right. No, a hundred thousand people are, could be idiots and like some whack shit, you know what I mean? The quality of the art has nothing to do with the following. Right. And I think sometimes businesses look at the following, because if you're in business, right, you want to minimize your risk, right? So they're looking at the 100,000 followers and they're saying, oh, okay, lower risk. Right. Then this other artist that may only have 5,000, right? True story. I was at a art licensing show a few years ago, right? And we had like all these artists like on display in our booth. And this woman comes up and she's like the head of licensing for, I want to say it was like, maybe it was Macy's or Nordstrom, like one of those big department stores, right? And she walks right up to one of the artists at this big thing up there. And she walks up to me, she goes, Mike, she goes, that's incredible. I love it. I love that artwork. I love this artist. Tell me, they're perfect for us. This is perfect. Tell me more about the artist. So I'm like telling her who the artist was and, you know, the history and da, da, da. da. And she's just excited, right? Like she's – and then all of a sudden she just stops and she goes, okay, this is great. He's perfect. Da, da, da. Tell me, how many Instagram followers? Does yeah. I see. See? Right? And I was like, well, he has 35,000. Only 35,000? 35, yeah. She's like, yeah. You know, and what I saw was that suddenly she was questioning her own instincts. Her own instincts was that it was great art, perfect for them. She said it out loud. She wanted to know, you know, she had a visceral reaction to the artwork, but then suddenly she wanted to understand about the Instagram following because that was a metric for risk or a metric for her or the amount of work she might have to do. And then suddenly when she realized that there was only 35,000, like she got cold, right? And I, and I had to explain to her, I said, no, no, you have to understand that Banksy is a one in a million. Shepard Fairey is like one in a million. Like at the end of the day... You have to rely on your gut. And you just said this artist was perfect for your brand, perfect for, you know, your company. You love it. And now you're going to second guess yourself over some stupid social media metric, which doesn't mean nothing because you can buy it from a click farm.
2: Yeah, dude, that's fucked up. That's a fucked up thing because for instance with Dahlia, it's like, fuck, you know what? It's like, and that's a perfect example. It's like, look, it's like, she didn't have a fucking, man, she didn't have a lot of followers, you know? And I was like, I didn't look at that. I was like, because that's the thing. It's like people aren't thinking like that anymore. They're like, fuck that. You know what? I'm into creating something, like something fresh, something new. And that's how you create something new and fresh. Like, for instance, that person only had 35,000 followers, but they could have created something right there. And that would have been their shit. So a lot of these people don't look at the big picture. They're like, fuck, you know what? I'm getting this person when they're like this. And they're barely going to blow up. It's like, let's fucking help them and give them that push. Yeah. See, that's the problem with a lot of shit right now. It's like, hey, if you don't have followers, people think they judge you by your followers, man. Like, you know, it's like I don't have a lot of followers. Don't judge me by my followers. I mean, fuck, man. I mean, I'll still give you the blues, you know? <laughs>
0: like, like, Well, the other thing too that people don't realize about the social media shit, dude, it's like if you've got 50, 60, 70, 80,000 followers or more, that is a job. That is a full-time job. You are on that shit like daily, like hourly, like aggressively working it. It just doesn't happen. It is an intentional effort to grow that number. And it's not the metric that they think. They're looking for a silver bullet, right? They're looking for the the writing on the wall from the gods that say, oh, this is the artist that's going to make you millions of dollars. It's like, yeah. no, that's not how to think about it.
2: Yeah, you got to get somebody when they're fresh, man. Like, if you're really trying to do some shit and you're really trying to change some shit, you got to, like... Start from scratch, man. Yes, like, <laughs> you, you got to start from scratch. Like, you know, it's like, that's fucking, like, on some other level where you're like, yeah, less risk. Oh, you know what? This person has, like, about a million followers, so, like, we'll be able to sell at least this much, and then they go off of that. That's an ugly thing in that whole world. But, you know, there's that's- other lanes, you know, there's always other lanes. That's not the only lane. That's what's good about, I think, the era that we're living in, that there's so many different lanes that you could do different. Right.
0: That's right, that's there's right. Yeah, man. Hey, well, I want to tell you something. So, you know, earlier, right, you you were talking about the bitter OG. You're like, oh, man, don't be a bitter OG, right? Yeah. Like, so that caught my ear, right? So just so you know, I went on, just while we were talking, I went on GoDaddy, okay? Uh-huh. BitterOG.com is available. Oh. So you need to buy that shit right now. <laughs> BitterOG.com. Just get it, get it and hold on to it because there's something there. Like there's something uh, funny. There's something, you know, you gotta get that. So you hey, know. Just- funny. I
2: thought I thought, thought of that a while back and I was like, damn, uh-huh. should I make a fucking shirt that says bitter OG? Like, <laughs> bitter you know? OG. Yeah, I always Love tell it. people that I'm like, man, you're just a bitter OG, bro. Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> But uh, now that's pretty much the, yeah, I don't want to be a bitter OG, man. (laughs) I'm laughing in part because listen, man, I find
0: myself doing the same fucking thing. Like I find myself kicking, like I'll, I literally catch myself. Like I'll be like beating myself up. Like I'll be cussing myself. I'll be kicking myself for not doing this, not doing that. Like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? And then I realized, shit, I'm 50 years old. Like I didn't do that because I couldn't. (laughs) Uh, it just just wasn't available. You know what I mean? Like, and what I realized is that I'm, I'm just mad. I'm not young and sexy
2: anymore. You
0: know what I mean?
2: Nah, man. Like we still have time, man, but we just don't have time to procrastinate. That's what we don't have. That's right. Well, listen.
0: I'll put it this way. This is the way I think about it, man. I'm not a religious guy. I'm not, I've got my own beliefs and stuff, but one of the things that's sacred to me is time. And if you want to offend the gods, I feel like waste your time and you will offend the gods. You want to please the gods, use your time, use it.
2: Yes. Like, you know, you have to, I think that's like really important, man. And I didn't really understand that till fuck man. Maybe like, I think maybe when I had my daughter, which is probably like, uh, I would probably say like maybe, um, Thirteen years ago, where I was like, man, like you know what, I'm starting to get old, like you know it's like you better fucking think of something. I had friends tell me like, watch, when you get kids, you ain't gonna have time to do shit and this, this and that, and and I was like, fuck. So when I finally had my daughter, dude, it was like the opposite. I was like, fuck, like I better figure something out. And um, yeah, I got motivated. Yeah, I got motivated real quick, man, because I was like, fuck, like you know what? It was just a whole another. It gave me energy, you know, like a whole another push, like. And that's exactly how I started Graffiti the City was I was in my friend's backyard and I did a piece because I used to be a graph writer back in the days. I was like, fucking What did you write? I don't- oh, I don't
1: even want to say. I
2: don't say. But, but I was heavy into it. I was heavy. I was heavy into graffiti and I know my history and I ran with a lot of dudes that stayed doing graffiti and I know dudes that, I mean, have big companies now that you know i'm like whoa like so that's another thing that made me see like hey you know what maybe i've always wanted to do a clothing brand because music and clothing went together and stuff but back to the whole graffiti thing i did this piece and i was like damn that's pretty cool like that not bad for like fuck i didn't do a a piece like in uh fuck man like probably since maybe 90 Three maybe like ninety three and like I got on the paint and I was like you know and I was like oh this is cool you know it was fun. After that I was just like man I'm gonna start a fucking graffiti brand like and then I was like fuck it I'm gonna do this and I started I look and see what what was available and and then I just put together the whole thing man the whole graffiti the city thing it was uh because at first I was gonna call it Los Angeles graffiti but for the respect of that I was like nah you know what. I can't call this shit. I have too much respect for Los Angeles graffiti. So I was like, you know what? Right, right, right. Me as just respecting the art, I was like, you know what? I better figure something else out. So I was like, you know what? And also that would have boxed me in. So then I just decided to call it Graffiti the City. I'm going to go ahead. I trademarked it and did the whole shit. The art, my logo, I trademarked it. And so now I figured, fuck that. You know what? I'm going to do every major city. And fuck with different artists from major cities. And that's how I'm like, I'm going to run with that. So that was a whole nother thing. Like, But I didn't take it serious until after I trademarked my shit. Like, Because I know trademarking and all that stuff is really important. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to be in the game, I'm going to be in the game for real. So I always wanted to do a clothing brand. I wanted to have my own clothing brand. I used to go down to the Magic in Vegas. And I was there for music purposes to uh, either DJ or, you know, performances or whatever and, or just walk around promoting music. And, you know, I seen everybody like they had their own clothing brands and I seen all this shit. I was like, man, this is dope. So all that years later, I guess just rubbed off on me. I was like, fuck, you know what? I'm going to do it like this. So now that's where we're at now doing graffiti, the city, graffiti, the city records, and also producing for just other people. And Fuck man, videos, man. I, there's a lot of shit, man. I'm happy that that I'm able to do all this, like you know, and and I think all these years and, and just being involved in different things, because it just made me learn a lot of different things and also lessons in life and and you know, don't take nothing for granted because shit could have been really fucked up back in the day for me, like. So I just take all that and just put it into like positive shit and and just try to make something out of all that lost time. Maybe it wasn't the right time back in the day, but now I feel like I'm in a better position. You know, things happen for a reason, man. Like it goes back to that.
0: Well, but I mean, it, it also wasn't lost time because it made you who you are. Right. You know, but it brought you to this point and yeah, you right know and right I right. personally, anytime I ever hear anybody talking about they lament or regret wasted time or whatever, I mean, I get it, right? I get it, but truly if you got through it and you're on the other side and you're doing whatever you're, you're following your dreams, doing whatever it is you need to be doing or want to be doing at that point, it wasn't a waste of time. It was a journey, right? It was made right. no, yeah, you you're right. who yeah. you are, you know?
2: I always forget that. And let me kick myself in the ass because, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. If I didn't go through all that, I wouldn't have been who I am now. And that is really true. Um, I believe in that. And as I got older, you know what? It's like I didn't want to live and regret. Like, like, you know what? That was really what I wanted. Like, I didn't want like be like, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have done like, fuck that. That would kill me. Like, I was like, if anything, that would kill me. Like, man, like I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So in this time, I'm like, like now I'm just like, fuck that. Yeah. I got to kill it. Anything I do, I better do it
0: 100%. Like, well, and what a lot of people don't realize too, I think a lot of times is that, you know, we celebrate these, billionaires. We celebrate these celebrities and stuff. And the truth of the matter is a lot of those people don't have a fucking life. You know what I mean? Like they were so focused on making that billionaire. They were so focused on getting that fame or whatever it is. And God bless them. They met their goals. They, you know, whatever. But a lot of times they don't have much of a life outside of their work or outside of their stuff. And that's, you know, I don't want to live that life either. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would rather know that I think if I had to choose fortune and fame over just like a full life. I would choose a full life.
2: Right. I would. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. I definitely hear you. And that's why I try to have fun with, if it's not fun, I ain't fucking with this. Fuck it. If it's not fun, fuck it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you like, know? Right? It. Like, like I'm not. That's the number one metric for me in terms of success in life. How much are you smiling and laughing? Because here's the thing. If you're smiling and laughing,
2: you're a rich motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for real. And that doesn't mean just money. You know what I mean? It's just. That's right. That's right. I was like, just like the way when I see you, like at Decon, when you're doing the whole where all the kids are doing their names and, and all that stuff on the little pieces of papers and you're posting that. That's fucking dope, man. Like, that's fun. You know, it's like, and like, all those kids, like, I mean, I recorded, I mean, think about it. I edit some of those videos. So it's like, I'm looking at these kids and I'm looking at their expressions and all this shit while I'm editing the video. I'm like, this is so dope. You know what I mean? Like what what Scott's doing. Like I'm like man. Like you know what? This is like the shit because it's like he doesn't have to do this. Like and those kids don't have to know about this. But you know what though? That opens up a whole nother thing. I mean, he might have created something right there, and, and I'm pretty sure you created something with these kids because, like, just their face. They're like it's. They're like what the fuck? Like what's going on here? Like what is this? Like you know, just like back in the days. Like I remember when I first seen breakdancing for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know what I mean? So, it's like, <laughs> like, To me, to me, it always goes back to that. Like, fuck with the youth. You know what I mean? Like, fuck with them because it's like, our culture will disappear. You know, if we don't fucking yeah. shit. like, Hey, this is what it is. Like, you know, every year I do this thing called a beat swap Me. Have you ever been to the Beats Wap Me? It's in LA. I, they have I haven't.
0: I haven't. I wanna, you got to tell me what it is. I want to come.
2: That shit, man, it's so dope, man. It's hip hop culture, it's everything intertwined. And I see a bunch of kids and they're looking at everything and I'm just like, I identify that look. Like, I'm like, damn, like, you know what? They're tripping out because they never seen this shit. And they're like, whoa, like, I want to do this. Like, or like when I'm DJing somewhere and there's kids and like, they're just looking at me. I'm like, hey, you want to try it? You want to scratch? Like, come here, man, scratch. And they're like, scratch. And they're like, fuck. Like, <laughs> especially on vinyl, like, you know, grabbing a vinyl record and scratching. Right, like, right. I'm gonna be, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so it's like, to me, like, that's really important, man. And I love what you do, like, you know, the whole with all the, the everything, man. Everything you do, bro, like, is dope, man. And I look up to you. Like, when I see you doing all that stuff, like, man, it's dope, man. And I think that. Like I said, you don't have to do none of that. You know, it's like, you just be like, fuck everybody. Thank
0: you, brother. That means a lot because the reality is if there's anything I've learned in my life on this planet and I turned 50 this year, but you know, it sort of boils down to a simple kind of question. Are you creating positive energy or negative energy, right? Like that's kind of it. I mean, how we live our lives, the choices we make, the work we do what have you. Are we putting out positive energy or negative energy? And I know you and I are very similar. Like we share, like we just want to put out positive energy.
2: Like that's what we want to do. And man, like, you know, because you realize, I mean, if anything, if time has taught us anything, bro, like, you know, if you fucking put negative shit, that's what they're going to come and serve you. Some negative shit, put out some positive shit, people still don't get that, man. Like, and it took me a while to understand that, you know? Right, right, sure. And it's like, you know what? It's like, I mean, even when I'm on social media, man, like, you know, I see a lot of fucked up shit and I feel like commenting on that. But then again, though, once you put that shit out there, it's like, it's negative. It's just, you're feeding into negative shit. Right, right. You know, sometimes it pulls you, man. Like, I find negative fucking energy will pull you fucked up sometimes like you know like yep, yep and it's yep. like you got to learn how to like go the other way you know that's and it took me a totally, long time man. to figure that out it's like i used to work i used to be at a job where it was just nothing but negativity man and you start yelling because the other person would come at you start yelling and then you find yourself now you're yelling at each other and after it's over you're like how come I followed him into that or her or, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. And that's one thing that's fucking hard to control, man. You follow somebody into that fucking dark space and you're fucked. And you're like, how did I get into this dark room? Like, because you fucking you know, ate it. like <laughs> You chose to be there. You yeah, chose really, to be there, right? Yeah, And a lot of times we choose to be there and we don't even realize it. And I think that's another art form right there, man. Like, you know, it's like you got to fucking try to not to get into that shit. And that's, I think that's really important, man. Like that's fucking important. And nobody's perfect. I mean, you know, no, I mean, I'm not saying that one day, maybe I might yell at somebody or just talk shit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's there, you know, but I guess it'll be a buildup of something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, man. We, yeah, it's true. It's true. Cause I mean, if you don't have a way of releasing that steam, because it does build up, right? Like the old saying, I'm smoking mountains got to blow, you know what I mean? So like, if you you don't figure out a way to let that steam off, whether it's through exercise or through art or through meditation or through going to church or whatever it is, you are going to blow up. You got to manage it. I mean, life is stressful. I mean, I'm not, you know what I mean? We all know that. Yeah. So it's like, you got to figure out how to manage your stress. I was so excited to talk to you about the music and everything. You know, we sort of we didn't really talk a whole lot about Graffiti the City. I mean, you've shared a little bit, but I mean, what is happening with the brand? What is happening with Graffiti the City right now? I mean, you've got, I know you've got new products. I know you're always creating new products in the pipeline and stuff. I see the hat you're wearing now, the cap you're wearing now, that logo looks new to me. Like, I haven't seen that logo before. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah, this, either an old logo I've not seen or a new logo I've
2: not seen. Well, this logo right here was, it's actually an old logo, but I never brought it out one of those things okay it's one of those things where like i never talked about it but it's new it's a logo but it wasn't ready to come out back sure sure yeah 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 it's like like i have a lot of shit but i just don't talk about it that's sitting there until it's ready you know what i mean like right um, right right not that i'm prepping it or nothing and then it's not ready but it's just the timing for it it'll you know because timing is everything also you know it's like You got to go back to the whole timing, like, when is this going to come out, whatever. But this logo right here, actually, it was made by my friend, Little Lucky. And I've known Little Lucky for a long time. And he used to be, uh, I believe he was, no, he was the head designer down at Joker brand. You uh, remember the brand Joker? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's also a very good friend of mine, man. And, And, you know, he's taught me a lot. He's done a lot of stuff for me. So this is a logo that, that he did for me back a while back. And he's done some new stuff for me also, you know? Yeah, this whole logo was going to be actually for the record label, but I decided not to, you know, I decided just to do something else with it and just find yeah, yeah. But as far as Graffiti of the City, the brand, the clothing brand, we just did a collaboration with Museum of Graffiti in Miami. Nice. That's actually one of our, like, you know, official, like, collaboration. Between okay. them, so uh, what happened was, they started selling our product out there, and then this year we decided to put our their logo on the side of of our hats, and then I Excellent. did some did some splatter hats that I love. I love making these uh, splatter hats, and those are actually made by me personally. And well, like I did one with Man One, that was a collaboration. That Shout was out, actually, Man One! Actually, the first that was the first collaboration right there. For decon last year, he told me he was like, Hey man, like let's do a collaboration and I was like, All right. And I never asked nobody because I mean I would like to collab with a lot of people, but man, it's just kinda like getting into that conversation. You, you I don't gotta, be-
0: yeah, you gotta pick your battles, man. You know. Yeah. It's, so,
2: so yeah. Someone asked me and I was like, Hell yeah, man, like let's do that shit. So like fucking we went we were in the studio and he fucking did some we did some splattering, he did some spray painting on the hat. And then we put Designer Con and he slapped it on there. And yeah, we did a collabo. And then fucking Man One was killing it, fucking tagging up shirts last year at Decon. And that whole shit just came together just from all that. Like, so that was dope. Man One took it back 100 right there because was, <laughs> people were like, oh, I'll do my shirt. Like, that was dope. That was a dope collabo. And I still have one hat, man. I saved one hat. And that was actually like the first collaboration, I believe. But this year we did, 2020, we did Museum of Graffiti, and I did six hats. I did, apart from all the hats that they already had, they had New York, Miami, and L.A., I did six exclusive splatter hats, and those also have the Museum of Graffiti logo on the side. But if anything, what I'm doing is, see, because this year we're supposed to do New York. We're really supposed to concentrate on New York you know, the whole COVID shit fucked everything up because we're going to do New York. And then after that, do everything else that we do. There was a lot of other things going on and stuff, but I really want to focus on because I mean, shit, New York is really, really fucking important. And in the whole hip hop, also Philadelphia, you know, it's like, so I just wanted to do a lot of things with the East coast and then also do something with Berlin, like Germany and stuff like that. And do a lot of other things. But mainly the plan was really to focus on New York. But I mean, I I think for 2021, New York is really something that I really, really want to do. I had a whole plan, but then it just kind of fizzled out. But I think it was kind of a good thing because it's like things happen for a reason. And now we could really kind of like go back to the original plan and be like, hey, you know what, we could do this. But right now we have our official hoodies that we have in our website. We have our hoodies, our official hoodies. We have uh, the classic black and white, and then we have the true blue, which is kind of like a Dodger color. We have Mm -hmm. heather gray with the blue writing. And then next week we're dropping a new color hoodies. They're gonna be very exclusive Los Angeles graffiti hoodies. And the heather gray hoodies are available at Big Dicks. Shout out to them, Slick and everybody. Over there, Donks. They're also available. Oh, no. Our hats and hoodies are available at their store. We also have hats and hoodies available in the IE. We have a new store. It's called Inhale. They're also selling the hoodies and the the hats. And then we have Graphades. We have Graphades over here in Culver City that are selling the hats. You can get the hats there. And then we have Sacramento, uh, Leave Your Mark. There's a store out there called Leave Your Mark, and they carry Sacramento graffiti hats. Like that's really exclusive because uh, they're the only ones that carry the Sacramento hats. And then uh, I said Museum of Graffiti and uh, what else? We're working on a few more stores. We're probably going to get exclusive stores like that, you know, that sell graph stuff, that sell paint, that have graffiti, you know, I mean, well, art supplies.
0: Right, right, right. Yes. Art supplies. Indeed. Indeed. Well, so, I mean, listen, I mean, the fact that you're doing this collab with the Museum of Graffiti, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's going to get you in New York. That's going to get you in Berlin. That's going to, you know what I mean? Like having that base of operation, having that calling card is just going to open up doors because those guys know everybody. And I know, they, you know, I'm guessing they would be down to introduce you to the people that you might need to know to make a mark. In New York or whatever, and you know another event you should talk to Man One about if you haven't already is a meeting of styles. Like you need to do a graffiti a meeting of styles uh line as well. I think they'd eat it up. They'd love it.
2: Right? Yeah. No, I spoke to somebody in Miami that was doing that, but you know what? It's crazy. It's like a bunch of different people. So it's like I don't really know the whole thing with that. And I know Man One. Man One and I we were having a conversation about when he had meeting of styles in L.A. Yeah, he told dude, me, I, I co-produced that with him. Yeah, that was uh, crazy, guys, dude. You crazy. crazy. You guys are Oof. nuts. I heard all the fucking backlash. Like, you guys, dude. Have to deal with like you know. Dude, we
0: had it was fucking wild. I mean, you know, we suddenly our little event, which was historic in the LA scene anyway, but then for it to become a national story. We were in the New York Times, Chicago Tribune, like all the big, big newspapers because of of all the shit that was blowing up with fucking Gloria Molina, that fucking bitch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, I heard about that. That's fucking crazy, man. Like she really had it in for you guys, man.
0: Dude, she was. a. I mean, I'll say it again. You know, she was a fucking bitch. Gloria Gloria Molina was a fucking bitch. Like, I mean, she gave us her department, gave us the permit for the event. Right. And then of course you know how fucking idiots do. I mean, we had a beautiful event. 3 days. Families came down. It was incredible. It was just I mean the amount of the fucking productions that were created that weekend. I mean, it was easily over a quarter of a million dollars worth of artwork that Shit. was created in that. And that's a I think a conservative estimate. You know, that's just time, labor, materials, you know, all that stuff, right? It was a huge, right. huge amount of production, right? And then, of course, you know, assholes show up, they tag over here, over there, whatever. All it takes is some, you know, neighbor to complain or whatever. Well, then suddenly Gloria Molina played Dom, you know. I don't know, you know, this was illegal. They didn't have a permit. So I don't know anything about this. And it's like, you flying bitch, you gave us a permit. <laughs> you knew about this. And we took it to the press. We took it to the streets. If I remember right, the ACLU was even involved because yeah. I mean, they were threatening to buff it. They were going to charge us. You know, well, if you don't buff it, we're going to buff it and send you the bill. And it was like a crazy thing, man. But it was that it is. was epic. That was such a beautiful. It was a beautiful event. I mean, people were painting. You know, arch rivals, mortal enemies, were painting shoulder to shoulder.
1: Right, that's you know
0: um, yeah, and and you know, all because of you know, well, they respect man one, they respected crew West, and right. uh everybody knew they came together, you know under the the mutual love of of graffiti and the art form that is, and yeah, so that was pretty epic, anyway, enough about that, dude, graffiti the city, like I love the brand, man, I love now, where can people find you online because uh, it's graffiti the city
2: dot com right, yeah graffiti the city dot com shit. I mean, Graffiti City, everything. I mean, fuck, IG, Facebook, everything. Like, you know, the whole shit. Yeah, man, you know what's crazy is like, like I was looking forward to fucking Miami this year, man. Like, you know, it's like, but it's cool, man. Like, you know, taking a break and shit like that. Like taking a break was really cool also, you know what I mean? Like, because it's madness over there, you know, as you know. Like, you know. Madness. Madness.
0: It was incredible. I love it. I love the madness.
2: Big ups to my boy, Drew One. He was out there. He was out there fucking doing his thing. He's a rebel, man. Fucking, he was out there causing destruction. Nah, man. But shout out <laughs> to, uh, Drew One and Atomic, those dudes, those are my boys out there that, you know, every year we meet up, you know, we fucking walk around and just whatever. It's mad. It's, it's cool, man. It's a good vibe. When I first went out there, it blew my mind, man. Like, And I just, I was like, man, this is the place. But it's funny because some lady one day, what is it at the, what is it called? The thing that they have every Thursday over here in downtown, the Art Walk. Art Walk, Art yeah. Walk. I was out there one time and it was weird, man. This lady came up to me and she goes, hey, man. She goes, you own that brand? I was like, yeah. And she's like, you know what you should do? You need to go to Miami. And I was like, to Miami? And she's like, I go, you know what? I've heard of that. Like, you know, Art Basel and stuff like that. She's like, yeah. She's like, but no, she's like not Art Basel. She's like, you need to go to Winwood. And I was like, all right. Yeah. I've heard of that too. You know, it's like, she's like, yeah. She's like, but don't go now. This is weird. And I never seen this lady ever again in my life. She goes, she's like, don't go now. She's like, wait three years. And three years, it's going to be full of graffiti. And it's going to be a lot of art. Wow, she said, wait three years. Yeah. And I go, I was like, all right. And I swear, man, I always kept that in my mind, but I didn't think about it till maybe like, what was it, like two years ago, maybe? Like, I thought about that. I go, I was like, fuck, that's crazy. That was exactly three years ago, like, when she told me this. And she goes, because she goes, right now there's graph, but not a lot. She's like, in three years, that place is going to be like, it's going to be overrun by graph. Like, it's going to be the main shit. And I was like, fuck. I go, this lady hit it right on the nail. And I don't even know who the lady was, bro. I just had to know where she came up to me. Like I she was, was a
0: graffiti she, angel, right? She was, yeah. she, was, she was walking the streets, and uh, she, you know, you were paying attention. That's good, yeah, right? You, like, and it
2: was it, it was crazy <laughs> because I still remember just listening to the lady, but I was looking at her, but I wasn't. I don't remember what she looked like. Like it was weird. I don't know. It was one of those weird things. But the patron saint of graffiti. I love something, it. Something happened there, right? <laughs> like, like now that I think about, it, I'm like, yeah, something fucking happened. You know what's funny is that I'm hearing that fucking. This and I knew this was gonna happen. I'm pretty sure you probably know about this, but you know, fucking silicone, fucking the silicone people are heading to fucking Miami. Like, <laughs> Silicon uh, Valley is headed to Miami. That's what I just heard. Yeah. It. Like, so a lot Silicon of Silicon Valley. Okay. Okay. Valley is heading over there, man. Like, that's gonna be the new Silicon Valley. Like, that's All what right, I've been hearing. Uh-huh. So, well, like, we'll, I, uh, we'll wait three years and we'll go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so but that's kind of crazy. I mean, I just heard about that and I was just like, you know what? It makes sense because, you know, if you really think about it, like, when would it's like, fuck, people are buying property like a motherfucker out there. Like, you could see the development going on over there. A lot of, like, you know, and that's just, that was the hood. I mean, that's just getting gentrified. Right. No, exactly. Well, that's you, the thing, I think. Mean,
0: the Goldman, uh, Mr. Goldman, forget his first name, but I mean, you know, his daughter runs it now because he's uh, he's dead. But um, but he owned a bunch of those buildings, a bunch of property down there. And he just knew that artwork would help to turn the the tide there. And that's he just started letting people come down there and paint. And that sort of, well, you know, that's what kind of turned the boat around for Wenwood. you know.
2: Yeah, because I mean, you think I mean. I think LA should be like that. But then again, it's like LA and Miami is two different fucking worlds, man. I think it almost seems like, and I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not, in, I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong for saying this, but it's like I think a lot of art gets done in LA and then in Miami, a lot of art gets sold. You know what I mean? Like there's more buyers maybe in Miami than there is in LA. LA is where they make the art. And maybe it gets sold in Miami, I don't know if that's even no I, I
0: think it's a complicated thing, and the relationship and the dynamic and the symbiotic kind of root dynamic I know you between I know those you two
2: know things. because you deal with a lot of people like artists and stuff like that. I don't really know that whole it, part it, of
0: it, yeah, it's a complicated issue, no doubt, but you know God bless the artists that are selling you know but l a needs to get its act together in terms of really creating a, a stated policy and intention for embracing public art in a deliberate way that could really help
2: the city what do you think about the future you know of art in la i mean just overall like what do you think is uh i mean mean, it's an
0: interesting question certainly covid has squashed a lot of the small medium tier galleries i mean the big blue chip galleries the gagosians and the paces whenever will do just fine but The reality is a lot of those smaller galleries were in the red anyway, barely surviving. And then COVID came along and wiped them out. So they're not coming back anytime soon. So, yeah. So what does that mean for artists? Well, you know, I think initially it's a tough pill to swallow, but the reality is most of the artists probably weren't even represented by those galleries anyway or showing in those galleries anyway. The future of art in L.A. is probably not too dissimilar maybe from the future of art in other cities. And in really, the bottom line is that artists have to accept responsibility for their own destiny and their own fate and not rely on galleries and not rely on agents and not rely on advisors and just fucking handle their shit. Put some fucking big boy pants on. Right, you're and, right. And get take serious.
1: Yeah,
0: if you want to call yourself a professional artist, then act like a professional business person. And, you know, given everything we were saying earlier about the technologies and the tools that are democratized, you know, 16 year old kid can become a millionaire because he can start a website. He's focused on it. Artists can be global, too. They can be selling all over the world with print on demand technology. They can print and make merch in a way in a cost effective way. Yes, they're going to have to put the paintbrush down and learn a little bit about SEO and be on their shit and, and understand what their time is worth and bill and accordingly and stop accepting exploitative pro bono jobs for exposure bucks. And, you know, I mean, like a lot of times artists are their own worst enemies, you know, in terms of trying to make a living. This idea of the starving artist is in my view, in my view, there's nothing romantic or sexy about anyone starving. You know, this idea of like the starving artist, oh, it's romantic. It's exciting. No, it isn't. Fucking starving is starving. Fuck you for embracing that bullshit myth anyway. So I think, you know, artists just have to stand up and start advocating for themselves. They have to start looking out for each other. They need to lock arms and they need to be a unified front against exploitation. They need to understand their real value. And they also need to understand what their time is worth. Figure out if you want to make $100,000 a year. Great. That's a lot of money. Great. Then figure out how many hours a week that you need to be working and figure out what the dollar is at $37 an hour or something. Okay then start charging $37 an hour for your time. You know, if you can sell 40 hours a week for 52 weeks, that's 100 grand or whatever it is. You know, so I mean, the point is, is that, you know, what's the future of art in LA? Well, I think it's rooted in innovation and paradigm shifts and shattering of the status quo. Artists need to accept responsibility for their fate and start kicking ass because the beautiful thing about artists is the artists are magicians. I mean, they create something out of nothing. So if they're born innovators, so if they could just get out of their own way and accept the fact that, you know what, as a business person, yeah, you got to start doing shit that you don't want to do. Nobody wants to pay taxes. Nobody wants to fucking pay bills. Nobody wants to
2: do the books. Nobody wants to, you know, that's just part of being a grown up in business. That's one thing that flipped my fucking wig. I was like, man, like, what the fuck? Like, I got to pay taxes and all this shit. Like, I was like, fuck, I wasn't used to that. Well, you know, in the music shit. Yeah. But I mean. Just like the whole clothing and stuff, I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is crazy! Like you know, it's just like stuff that I knew I had to do, but I mean, maybe I don't know. I just it didn't want to sink in for a while, but then I guess I was like, "Fuck! Like fuck it! I guess this is business, you know? If you want to it's do business,
1: business. It's business, it's called work for a reason.
0: It's called, it's yeah. called work for." and we all hopefully we all get into a business that we love to do because that's what we want to do with our time but there's always a flip side if you're going to be a professional then you've got this other administrative shit that you got to do it's just par for the course quit your crying just get with it it is what it is it's not a good thing or a bad thing it's just a
2: real thing right and And, you know yeah and and it's just like you know what's crazy is it's like so it's just like So like pretty much this is like it's tough. You know, I mean, it's just tough when it's one person. So it's like think about it's like, so it's like you got to deal with all that shit, like all that, like paperwork and all that, and then you got to go and it's like maybe it's just kind of crazy for me. I mean, I try not to spread myself thin, but eventually it is gonna happen. You got to,
0: you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, Uh, Uh, and you know. If you, if you could carve out an hour a day, an hour a day just to handle the shit that you don't want to ha- deal with. You just do every day, fucking exercise, like taking your medicine, just get it done. That way, at the end of the month, you don't have a pile of shit that you hate just yeah, like no, amount of bigger and, bigger and bigger. you know. And then the other thing I'll say real quick, too, is I feel like artists have to, you know, we have to broaden our view of the business we're in, you know, we're not just in the arts business, we're in the intellectual property business. And as soon as you start waking up to the fact that you're an intellectual property maker, that you create IP, then suddenly that changes your focus. Because, you know, if you're creating intellectual property, that's something that you can monetize over time. How do you make money? Because the goal is, right, to make money when we sleep, right? That's, you know, if we can all make money when we sleep, then we're doing damn good right and intellectual property being in the ip business allows us to make money when we sleep because we can license the usage and we can sell the rights and we can do all this stuff versus if i think i'm just a painter making canvases and i'm just selling canvases then that you're just in the widget business you know you're just like selling canvases selling paintings okay cool but you know are you taking a high res image of that photo of that image and keeping it in your database of imagery that you can create licensing revenue with and you know and all these other things. So there's so many ways. If you're in the IP business, there's so many interesting ways of monetizing your work and innovating and, and thinking differently about how you make a buck. And you know, they don't teach you the shit in art school. You know, they don't teach you this stuff. Like you gotta figure it out. And so many people are aspiring to be in the blue chip 1% art world of the paces of the Gagosians and, you know, selling for a million dollar auctions. Like that's never happening. That's never happening. Get over it. <laughs> If it happens yeah. to you, great.
2: But you- it's like a lot of people, they're too busy looking at what everybody else is doing, you know, and they want to be on that level, but that's, they're living in their time. It's like you're living in another time. So it's like, stay in your fucking lane, do what you do. And, you know, if you work hard enough, you're not going to probably get to that same shit. But may- who knows? Maybe even bigger, you know? It's like, but I think that's the problem with a lot of people is they look at something else and they want to be that. And, it's not happening. And then they that kills them. They think that they failed, you know, because... It, Everybody thinks the grass is greener on the other side. It yeah. is. It's just
0: grass. It's just like, different yeah. grass. you still got to mow it and pull the fucking weeds.
2: You don't know how many times they had to water that grass to get that grass growing. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it,
0: exactly. Listen, I mean, the thing about... The beautiful thing about being an artist is that hopefully, right, you're enjoying the process of making your art. And that's the compensation. That's the payment. Like that's you. So it's you're feeding your show. You're doing something you love. Like if you enjoy the process of the work that you do, then that is compensation unto itself. And then if you can sell it and make money with it, then that's just gravy and icing on the cake and all that good stuff. But it's not going to sell itself. Like you need to get serious about understanding how to be a business person and market your work and be smart about how you promote yourself and be diligent and rigorous and committed and disciplined. But in a regular basis, it's not easy. If it was easy, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation.
2: Yeah, no, this shit isn't easy, man. Because I remember a long time ago, man, I mean, discouragement is a motherfucker, man. Like, you know, and just for anybody out there that just is discouraged and gets like, fuck, like this isn't going to work. I mean, myself, like I used to get discouraged, man, really easy. And be like, man, fuck this shit. Like, you know, like self-pity and all this shit. And But you know what? After a while, you kind of learn before I would be like, man, like, you know what, I'm discouraged, you know, and I'll last maybe like a fucking whole month, like discouragement. Then after a while, maybe two weeks, then three weeks, then it started getting less and less and less and less. When you go, 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 that discouragement level drops to maybe like a fucking second in a day. Like, you know what I mean? And that's where you kind of want to get it. You want to get that discouragement level to like, where you're not even thinking about that shit, because the minute that you, you, it's really easy to think about that discouragement and get stuck right there. And then you're like, now you're just like, boom, discouragement all fucking, all across. And I think for me was, thank God that, you know what? It's like, I just kind of learned how to like, fuck, like, you know, don't think, don't get stuck on that shit because that shit will kill you. It will fuck you up. like
0: It will kill you for sure. I agree with you. And the other thing about it is, is that, it will kill you, but it also is just par for the course. If you're not failing, you're not trying. If you're not striking out, you're not swinging for the fences. Like, I mean, it comes with the territory. If you're serious about fucking knocking it out of the park, you're going to strike out a bunch of times. And, you know, that just comes with the territory. Javier Lopez, I tell you what, brother, I, you are one of my favorite people. I just love chopping it up with you, <laughs> chatting it up. And, like, we are killing it right now. Like, we were an hour and a half. Like, I've just looked man, up and, I'm like, holy shit, I got a hot date in 20 minutes. I got to get out of here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, before we sign off, brother, first of all, thank you for coming. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and chop it up with us. Sure, likewise. I, I so look forward to next year when we're vaccinated or whatever it is. and We, we get through this and you and I can hang again, whether it's in Miami or Decon or, or something else and something new. I want to come to the studio. I want to come. We just need to like hang more is really what it boils down to. But I'll tell you what, though, for the listeners one last time, please, please, please shout out to your socials tell them where they can
2: find you online. You can find me at graffiti of the city.com, graffiti of the city IG, just shit man. Look up graffiti of the city and you'll find everything. I'm um, especially on IG, we're really active on IG, mostly Facebook, we're also active but mostly IG. Find us on IG graffiti of the city, spelled graffiti of the city and shit man. I just want to say to you man, thank you for everything that you've done for me man because you've done a lot bro like i always I like oh, man i want to talk to scott and be like man like i want to thank him for this that but it's like fuck i never get to talk to you but now that i have you right here but just i just want to thank you because you're a big part of our movement and a lot of things because you put me in uh like positions where i wouldn't be able to get to you know what i mean so i just want to say thank you man one and you bro and everybody involved in everything you guys do bro like man i i got love for you guys man like Nice. Oh man
0: thank you so much brother thank you so much love 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 i mean we you know we're all basically cut from the same cloth right i mean we just we share a common passion for putting positive energy into the world and making art and celebrating artists and lifting artists up and so i'm it's my honor to know you and for us to collaborate and do the things that we do together and and i appreciate those kind words thank you very much man i tell you it's crazy now listen before we go Shout out for your artist one last time.
2: Dalia Coronado, you could find her. Look up Dalia Coronado on IG. Actually, she goes by something else on IG. But you could also look up Rama, Sierra the Field. He's on IG also. What is Dalia Coronado's? Man, look out for Dalia Coronado. It's uh, Dalia Dis official. That's her IG. Really dope music, man. Man, I'm putting everything, man. I'm not holding back. Back in the day, I would hold back on music, man. Like, nah, I'm going to save this beat for myself or or for somebody <laughs> else. But Nah, man. Like, this is, everything is all Dalia Coronado. It's like, it's her time. And and we're going to, you know, make this shit happen. And big ups to my boy, Rama. He's also doing it. You can look him up at Sierra of the Field. He's doing great music, man. He's probably one of the dopest fucking lyricists that I've ever worked with. Shout outs to my boy, Spont man I'm big up to saints my boy saints look him up at a uh, one saints he's also dope ass artist that i work with and he's a good artist a graph writer uh been knowing him for a while and been smashing with him and man there's so many people man like man thank crew west fuck man like you know it's like man one fucking everybody man like, all you guys man not real art shit you know i just want to say thank you to you again man like but seriously, man, like, you guys are family, man. You guys treated me good with, man, like, 100. And fuck, man, I hope to do more things with you guys. And Oh, hell yeah. We've had some fun. We've done some good stuff. Yeah, and uh, are, we're going to do more. Whatever you need, man, shit, I'll do whatever, man. I got you guys, man, like, you know? I just want you to come out with some dad caps because, you know, that's my style. You got it. Dad caps. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: okay so
0: let's make that's my style, the dad cap and I didn't even know it was called dad caps till the guys at secret walls. I walked up to their booth and I was like, Oh yeah, you know, young hip guy, you know, at the booth. I'm like, Yeah, uh, check out some hats and he's like, Oh, I'm like, oh, I like this one. He's like, Oh, you like the dad hat? I was like, The dad hat <laughs> what the fuck is that He's like, That's what it's called. I was like, Oh shit, I guess I'm not cool anymore. It's the, the dad hat, you know.
2: Ah, yeah, the dad hats are cool. I don't wear dad hats. I mean, the only reason why I don't wear the dad hats is it's like I think I probably wore one at one time, but then I, I didn't like the fit, but that's not your shit. shit. That, that shit, has... the shit you're wearing right now looks fucking dope
0: on you. It's the it fit, you it looks good on your head and they fit your head. Like that is the shit right there, but I can't rock that. That's just, you know, unfortunately yeah. if I wore that, you saw me, you'd be like, what's that white boy doing, man? Like what the fuck?
2: know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I we have more of a right to wear one of these than I do, man. Shit. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> It's like, you know, so, I mean, but no, the dad hats are cool. Those are universal. Girls can wear them and everything. But, yeah, you know what? The dad hat, I am coming out with the dad hat. You know, it's like. Okay. Fresh.
1: All right. Dad, that's we heard, cool.
2: You heard it
0: first right here on uh, Not Real Art. The Looking forward to the drop, the dad hat drop. Javi Lopez, you're the best, brother. Much love. Love to the fam. Likewise, man. Shit, man. Got love for you guys, man. Thank you very much for having me. Man. We'll do this again, brother. Peace out. peace. Hey there, thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode, write a review and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at notrealartworld. If you're an artist, be sure to apply for our 2021 artist grant at notrealart.com. Sourdough, out.